0: Welcome to the CityGate Church Podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. Today I want to talk about choose life. Everybody say choose life. Look at three people and say choose life. Every time you read the Bible, you've got to understand that it's, it's a couple of things. It's two things. It's, it's word and it's spirit. Now, in the Old Testament, it was called the law, and there was the law, and you know, it's clear in the New Testament, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, I don't know how God's Word can ever kill, but if it's just received in a traditional religious way to put restraints on people, then that's going to kill. But the Spirit gives life. So I'm going to read something from the Old Testament, the second giving of the law, which actually is exactly what they were talking about when they were talking about the letter kills. The giving of the law and the law and, and under the law there is an external glory but under grace and in the new covenant there's an internal glory which comes out. So it's important that we get the letter of this but we get the spirit of this. So I'm not just going to read the verse I want to read. I want to read just a little bit before. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. Then the Lord God will restore your fortunes. (laughs) Wow. God, that's the NIV. The Lord God will restore your fortunes. Okay, and have compassion on you. Verse 5, the Lord, he will make you more prosperous and more numerous than your enemies. Now, of course, the battle is not against flesh and blood today. We don't like to think of people as our enemies. Amen. We don't like to think of people as our enemies. But can I just say, we're living in a day of light and darkness. Listen to something the other day, a message called the colliding of kingdoms. The colliding kingdoms. The world interprets it as a political battle. It's nothing to do with politics. It's a colliding of kingdoms. It's a colliding of kingdoms. And that's getting turned up. So we don't want to start talking about enemies in the flesh, but can I just say the church is at a time when it's got to stand up. Hello? No matter what enemies it makes. We've got to stand up about what is pure and holy. We've got to stand up about sexuality. We've got to stand up about abortion. Hello? Come on, church. Hello? Church has got to stand up. The Church has got to shine. It's not about what we're against, it's about what we're for. What we're for, what we promote, what Jesus preached. But he says, I will make you more prosperous and numerous, sorry, not of your enemies, of your ancestors, of your ancestors. Well, that was good preaching anyway. More numerous than your ancestors, and actually we know it's because of Isaiah, than your enemies. Then the Lord your God will make you, verse 9, most prosperous in all the work of your hands. And in the fruit of your womb, and the young of your livestock, and the crops of your land, the Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous. There's a whole lot of prosperity around there. Now, remember the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Can you hear the spirit of what God is saying here? This is the heart of God for people. The spirit of this text is the good things that God has for you. To bless us, to move us forwards. He has our best interests in mind. I know that's up there as part of the verse. It's not part of the verse. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9, is not in there. That's what I was saying, just so you know. But here we are in verse 19. I call heaven and earth. I call heaven and earth. This is, this is as strong as it gets. I call heaven and earth today that I have set Before you, life and death. I've set before you the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life. He's saying today it's wide open. There's life and there's death. The blessing and the curse. Now that to us may just sound like I'm blessed or I'm cursed. I mean, for these people, you read the 28th and the 29th chapter of Deuteronomy where the blessing and the curse are there in detail. And he's saying, guys, which one do you want? I mean, don't just think, well, I'll have that, 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 and that out of the blessing. And if I have to put up with it, I'll put up with a little bit of the curse. And if I have a little bit, oh, come on, Pastor Jay. Everybody's got to have a little bit of curse. I mean, the Christian life is not tiptoe through the tulips. I mean, come on, get real, Pastor J. Life happens. Well, yeah. Yeah, we know we live in this world, we're not of it and we're in it and we know all of that in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. But to these people that day, it was a singular choice. Do you want that lot or do you want that lot? The life or the death, the blessing or the cursing? We could put it into today's understanding of grace in the New Testament, Do you want the kingdom of God or do you want the world? It really is that singular of a choice. Do you want the blessing that is flooding in the life in Christ or do you want to live like everybody else? Now, so often the church thinks, well, you know what, I'm just trying my best and I have a little bit, and obviously I'm blessed, hallelujah, but you know, I've got to have some of this as well because of the. No, come on, the choice is still singular. Do you want that or do you want that? Which one do you want? Said your choice, it's all set before you. Therefore, choose life. Everybody say, choose life. that both you and your children can live. Can I say we are in a day where the enemy wants to destroy children. He always wants to destroy children. Every time there's an an overt outworking of evil, the enemy, the devil, wants to destroy a generation and he does it by wiping out children. It's what he does. Whole generation, under four, kill them off. We're in the same day today. Just abort them. Wipe them out. But I'm so glad in the kingdom of God, our choice directly affects our children. Hello? Now they've got to make their own choices they got to go through their own learning curves but we're not just this isn't just about an environment this isn't just about this is how we do life almighty god says if you choose it if you choose it your kids will get it you can put your faith on that yeah. if you choose it your kids are going to get it yeah. choose life that you and your descendants, your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give them. We're faced with options, with choices all day, every day. All day, every day, (laughs) I don't know about you, I I get bombarded with choices. Choices, do I do that or do I do this? Do I say this or do I say that? Am I going to love or not love? Am I going to forgive or am I going to hold resentment? Am I going to give or am I going to not give? Am I going to be thankful or am I going to complain? I got choices every day, all day, every day. Am I going to be the victim? It was done to me. Or am I going to be the victor? I rule and reign in life in Christ Jesus and can transform whatever circumstance I'm in the middle of. I got a choice to make. God has given us a free will. Therefore, we have the opportunity, and we have the honor, and we have the ability to make the choices which determine the quality of our lives and the experience of our lives. We can choose life in action. We can choose life in attitude. We can choose life in words. We can choose life in so many ways. Now, The choice for life, we've got to understand this, is an absolute God-given privilege. It's a privilege. It's not a problem, it's a privilege. I'm so glad I get to choose. I get to choose. And it's ingrained deep within us as a God-given attribute. This is why the victim mentality is so, so deadly because it's in complete contradiction with the choice of life that we can make. And it keeps so many believers bound. But this is not just about the practical choices we make. I choose life to do this, I choose life to do that. It's the very image we have of ourselves, who I am, who I see myself as. Do I tell myself that I'm a failure or do I choose life and tell myself that that good work that God began in me, he's going to complete it to the day of Christ? You see, the choice of life has to do with how I see myself. Not just what I do and what I receive. Do I see myself as someone without? Do I see myself as someone with a cannot do attitude, that kind of person? Or do I see myself, am I someone who chooses life and therefore says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? See, one's a choice for life and one's a choice for death. It's this or that. Do I see myself as someone who can't go to uni? No one's ever done that in my my family. I was born in the wrong place to the wrong people. Or do I choose life and say I was fearfully and wonderfully made? And that before I was even conceived, God planned me. You see, these are huge life choices that are not just about what we do, but it's about who we are. Am I someone who can never afford my own house? You see, mindsets go with this or that. Hello? I'm going to push this today. It's this or that. You cannot think, I can't afford and say, but I'm in the kingdom of God. Now, you may need the wisdom of God and the strategy of God. We all do and the plan of God, but I'm talking about how you see yourself. I'm a cannot, I'm a won't, I'm a not able to, I'm a restricted. It was done to me or to my ancestors. Therefore, I cannot succeed. I can't get healthy, I can't lose weight, I can't have a healthy marriage, my kids are always going to be a problem. See that kind of internal dialogue, that, that kind of internal conversation is just letting in the spirit of death. The spirit of death isn't just about, I have health problems physically, the spirit of death. There's life and there's death. There's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and the law of sin and death. Which one am I going to choose? You see, as you choose life on the inside, then your internal conversation, your internal outlook, your internal image is one of joy and one of peace and one of patience, one of gentleness, kindness, confidence, health, abundance. It comes with the choosing of life. Not often I really talk about this, but growing up, I could easily have had my mind fashioned with a just sit down and shut up, Melfi. You know, from the age of four, I had a speech problem and couldn't talk, couldn't hold a conversation properly. It got worse by the time I was about six or seven. And um, it's a soul-destroying thing. It's a soul-destroying thing to be embarrassed before you even do anything because you're anticipating embarrassment. You're anticipating failure. You're anticipating you're anticipating this is not gonna go well. And that's not just about an event or something, it's about every minute of every day. But I thank God I was surrounded by people even though it wasn't a kingdom thing, wasn't a faith thing, there was no word of God involved, therefore it didn't work like it can do when God gets involved. But I'm so glad that the people around me did not allow me to choose death, but to choose life on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis. I'm so glad. See, death wants to shut you down, wants to cause you to hide away. But I'm so glad that when you choose life and the people around you choose life, it propels you forwards. It propels you into a possibility. It, it propels you <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> into something that's going to pick you up and lift you up. Instead of I can't, it puts in you I can. Instead of I won't, it puts in you I will. Thank God I found Isaiah 32 verse 4. When the king reigns in righteousness, the tongue of the stammerer will speak fluently and clearly. Now, he still tries to come in, but I choose life. Hello? Yeah. The enemy, I should say. He still tries to come in, still tries to, to, to put that fear or that anticipation of things not working. Why? Because we're still in fallen flesh. But aren't you glad you can choose life? You can choose the word of God, you can choose life, you can choose that me and my seed are going to live in Jesus' mighty name. But you you still have a choice. Is this for me or is this for someone else? Is this really for me? Or is this for someone else? Is my marriage really going to work? Are my kids really going to turn out okay? Am I really going to buy my own house? Is my business really going to prosper? All of these things start as an internal life choice. Choose life. Choose life. How do we choose life? Well, I should have turned this into a mini-series, shouldn't I? See, thankfulness is a choice. Worship is a choice. It's this or that. You see, this contains everything that's life-giving. Everything. It's one choice for life, which then contains all of these little individual details. What am I going to do when Greg says, come on, let's shout our victory. Am I going to choose life or am I going to choose death? See, Some people wonder why they've still got chains on them and yet the very things the Word of God says to cause the chains to be destroyed and the yokes to be removed and the burdens to be destroyed are the things they choose not to do. Hello. You see, it's not a lot of individual choices really. It's one choice for life. And when we get that settled, that it's this day, it's set before me. Life or death, the blessing or the curse, I choose life that affects every decision that I ever make. Is this a life decision or is this a death decision? Because I've already chosen life. I've already chosen it. As a quality decision, when Jesus Christ became the Lord of my life, He chose me, I didn't choose Him But when I chose to confess him as my Lord and Savior, it was a choice for life. So from that point on, anything that's in that group of death over there is not an option. Hope you're getting something out of this today. I hope you're getting something. See, thankfulness is a choice. To celebrate is a choice. To dance in joy is a choice. Healing is a choice. It's a choice. Healing, physical healing is a choice. Joy is a choice. The peace which passes all understanding is a choice. See, people pray for it, but they don't choose it. Oh God, give me peace. No, choose peace. Choose peace. It's a choice. See, the Lord Jesus will give it when we choose it. It's already given. But he gives it into our circumstance when we choose it. Everyone everyone who chooses life finds life. How do we choose life? Four things as we close. Number one, choose words of life. Choose words of life. Choose words of life. Well, I can't really, that is point number one, just for those at the back. Thank you very much. Um, I can't really talk about Life and death, without saying life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we say really matters. Oh, you're back on that one, are you, Pastor Jay? Yeah, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. I tell myself every day, every day of my life, speak words of life. James 3, this should not be. What should not be? Life and death coming out the same mouth. We choose life by speaking words of life. Words are carriers, choose words of faith, not doubt and unbelief. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. You've just made a choice for death by speaking words of death, and those words are in that group over there. Speak words of life. Choose words of grace over words of judgment. We think we have the right to condemn people. We think we have the right to judge people in leadership. We think we have the right to put out on Twitter put out on Facebook what we think of somebody else's life, their ability, their decisions and their leadership and Jesus says you do not have that right. Quite simply. I mean there's a really powerful verse that that says in the end times the world will increase in what they know but it's going to kill them. That's exactly where we are. We increase in knowledge. Everybody knows everything, wants to cancel everything wants to judge everything and we think it's right, oh, it's right, I need to know. No, we don't need to know. Hello? Yeah. <sighs> because when we know, we speak. <sighs> choose words that builds other up. Don't speak words that talk yourself out of the victory that God's already given you. Point number two, choose to get along. Choose to get along. Choose choose to just get on with people. Just get on with people. The world just seems to want to not get on with each other. Just choose to get on with people. Oh, I don't want to say half of this stuff now. I really don't because it's just too... You'll think I'm on a soapbox. I'm really not on a soapbox. I'm just preaching the kingdom of God. Jesus never cancelled anybody. Don't care what they did. Don't care what comes out from their past. Don't care. How dare we judge people? Let's choose life. Yeah, but Pastor Jay, I know I'm right. Yeah, being right isn't the point. Unity is the point. Yes. Love and grace and compassion and receiving is the point. Not just being right. Preserve the life relationship by preserving agreement, by just choosing to get along. You can still do what you know is right. You can still do what you know is right, you don't have to shout about it. Hello? Just choose to get along. Look at someone say, choose words of life. Choose to get along. Stop arguing with people. We are better than that. We're better than that. I have to move on and close. Point number three, choose to shine. Choose to shine. Smile. If you... You know, something that attracted me to Sharon, and still does, is she shines. She shines. Even as a teenager, she was called laughing eyes. I mean, at the age of whatever she had crow's feet cracks you normally get them when you're whatever 50 45 Well, she had them when she was a teen why? because she was smiling all the time and honestly you may not you will never know this but when she wakes up in the morning there's a smile on her face it's amazing thank God Thank God, because I need to see a smile in the morning. I don't know about you. But there's something about shining. If you go up the high street, you look at the amount of people that are frowning. My mum said to me when I was, oh, I, let me think about this. It's about 16, 17, because it went on some time until I became a Christian. She used to say, Get the frown off your face. Get the frown, because I lived with a frown on my face. I just lived the whole time, frown. That's why there's one big crease there. I've had that one big crease there. You ain't got one. I've got one big crease there. I've had that since I was a teenager. Just frown. Frown. They're shouting. It's like. And then I became a Christian and my physical appearance changed, literally. It was chalk and cheese. It was a total transformation that something happened on the inside which shone out of my face. My eyes lit up. You can see what's on the inside of somebody by looking in their eyes. You really can. When eyes are hollow and empty and that they, you know, you think, where's the joy? Come on, let it shine. Shine. Can I say these things are a choice? Are a choice. Choose to shine. How you know how else do we shine? I'm not just talking about smiling and stuff, but choose to be kind and considerate. To speak words of life, choose to get along, choose to shine, and finally choose truth. Choose truth. That really is a moment-by-moment, day-by-day choice. Choose what the Bible says over what I feel. Choose what the Bible says over the facts. That's a choice. Choose what the Bible says over the spirit of the age. Choose what the Bible says over the prevailing culture. I am absolutely flabbergasted, amazed. How the body of Christ seems to be confused about sexuality. I don't get it. I don't understand when it's clear. The confusion is not about what is true, but how we handle it. Even that's clear. Even that's clear. The church is confused about sexuality. The church is confused about things going on in the world around us. Well, guys, let's make the choice. Let's choose what the Bible says over the prevailing culture. Let's choose what the Bible says over, but what they did to me. What they said to me. I feel justified in saying or acting in a certain way because of what they did to me. No, the Bible says, Bless those who curse you. Forgive. 70 times 7 in a day, the same thing. It's just choose truth. Let's choose what the Bible says over whatever is trying to take me out the race of life. Let's choose what the Bible says over whatever fear is trying to control my life. These things are a choice. Let's choose what the Bible says over my mind. We dealt with the mind last Sunday and the thoughts we think. Let's choose what the Bible says over what my mind keeps rehearsing over and over and over. No, I'm going to choose what the Word of God says. I'm going to choose to speak it. I'm going to choose to pray it. I'm going to choose to believe it. I'm going to choose to rejoice it. So I don't know about you, but we've all made a ton of bad choices. Anybody else? Oh, is that only me? Has anybody made a ton of bad choices? The choice to not shout when there's a... The shout of victory is a bad choice. It's a bad choice. The choice to not, you know, to, to not celebrate the victory is a bad choice. The choice to shout at the TV is a bad choice. The choice to stick your finger up at the person who cut across you in the road. It's a bad choice, guys. The choice to do the silent treatment on your husband. I'm letting that sink in. It's a bad choice. To not correctly control in a godly way your children. Just let them get away with anything. It's a bad choice. You reap what you sow. The choice to stop tithing. Bad choice. The choice to be dishonest is a bad choice. The choice to tell yourself you'll never afford a house. It's a bad choice. I don't know about you, but I've made a ton of bad choices. I've said a ton of stuff on the inside and on the outside. There are times I've chosen to not shine because I'm grumpy. There are times I've chosen to not get on with people because I feel justified because of what they've done or what they've said or who they are the choice to go with what I feel instead of what I know from the Word of God is a bad choice but can I just say you can't ever go back and start a new beginning but what you can do is change your ending change your ending change it Today's the day of a turnaround. Let's stand to our feet, shall we? Today is the day to turn around. To understand it's really one choice. It's really one choice. Now, because we're faced with all these choices and they're minute, they're specific choices, we think we've got all these little choices to make. No, we make one big choice. I'm choosing life. Choosing life. And that life choice therefore determines every specific choice I ever make. Because it's a choice for life. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, as we stand here today, you set before us life and death. Now you've redeemed us from death. You've redeemed us from the curse. But everything we say, every time we know what your Word says and yet other things are running contrary to it is a choice for life. And Father, today as we stand in your presence, corporately together, as City Gate Church, we choose life in Jesus' name. As a church, as a, an oversight, as small groups, as youth groups, as kids' work, financially, in our families and our relationships, God, we choose life. We choose the kingdom every time. And Father, right now, Lord, we put down all the choices for death and we thank you that right now even now you're covering them with your blood you said death where is your sting because today we choose life that us and our children may live in your abundant life that Jesus you came to give we choose life in our words in our shining in our Just how we get on with people. In the attitudes that we have internally and externally. And we choose life in how we choose the truth of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. And just now with every eye closed and every head bowed, the way you choose life is to choose Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. You know, people want to get to heaven without choosing life. Because the choice for life is the choice for Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you've never chosen Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, the Bible says, believe in your heart, in the guts of you on the inside and declare it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You cross over from death to life. It's a moment of transformation. It's not a lifetime of cleaning up. It's a moment of transformation. You become a child of God. You become the redeemed. You become the blessed. You become the anointed, the empowered. You become the forgiven. You become the cleansed. You become the healed. It's a choice for life. And it's a lifetime of learning how to make the daily choices which change our circumstances. So today, if you're here and you know you've got to choose life, you've got to choose Jesus Christ, whether you've got to come back to God or whether this is a first-time choice, first-time decision, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Saying, yeah, Pastor Jay, I'm going to choose life. God bless you. God bless you. Is anybody else here today? Come on, God bless you. Awesome. This is a choice for life that affects every part God bless you wonderful is there anybody else here today choice for life choosing Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior is anybody else here today very quickly God bless you wonderful is there anybody else once I've seen your hand you can put it down come on people coming back to God keep people coming for the first time do not let this moment pass to say I'm making the choice that is going to affect my eternity is there anybody else here today Come on, the choice disempowers the enemy. I choose my marriage. I choose my kids. I choose my healing. I choose my redemption. I choose my internal dialogue. Is there anybody else here today? Very quickly. Come on, let's all pray this prayer one time. Let's say, Heavenly Father. Thank You that You love me. You demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. I choose life. I choose you, Jesus, to be my Lord, my Saviour, my Healer, my Provider, my Prince of Peace, my Counsellor. I choose you today. I turn away from the way I've lived and the choices of death that I have made. And I believe, And I receive eternal, abundant life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God some praise today.